There is a common teaching today in churches that tells women they should be silent and submissive at, in the church and in the home. But could it be that this teaching is a misinterpretation of scripture and is actually harmful to women and the church and families and marriages? We're going to see what the Bible has to say about that today. So welcome to our podcast. Excited to have two women from our church with us today, Alexa Walther, who is on our worship team, and Emily Tanner, who has been with us on the podcast before. So, um, and Emily plays a role in our services as well, sometimes speaking and praying uh, in our services. So I'm glad to have both of them here. So why don't we start by uh, you giving just a little bit of background on yourself and your family and some church background that brought you to where you are today. So Emily, you want to start? Sure. Um, I am a wife and a mother of five. I'm co-raising my niece as well. I grew up non-denominational as my church background really didn't get into um a Baptist church until I came here. And then um, my husband though, he came from, so I was non-denominational and he yeah. grew up Gothard. Okay. So those two worlds collided. Mm. And but in what do- denomination was he? Because Gothard's uh, not a denomination necessarily. Baptist, okay, Baptist, Baptist church. Yeah. yeah. So um, when we started coming here, most <clears throat> churches were Baptist. It was hard mm-hmm. to find a non-denominational church in Texas. Um, I was a little bit like, Okay, yeah. we'll see where this goes. But yeah. it's been a huge growing experience since cool. coming here and um, going into different denominations and seeing what they're yeah. like. Okay. All right, Alexa, how about you? Um, so I am married to Aaron. He, uh, We both are on the worship team. Mm-hmm. I sing, you guys know that, and Aaron plays the drums up there. We have two kids, um, a seven-year-old, his name is Aaron, and a five-year-old is Penelope. Uh, before growing up, I grew up Assembly of God for the most part. I also went to church a lot with my grandparents who were uh, Southern Baptists. So I got a mix of both. Um, It was kind of, a a lot of it was contradicting contradicting itself. Mm. Um, So from both kind of extremes. And then uh, when we finally came here to Vertical, it was a good mix of the two and it all made sense. And so here we've stayed and we've loved every bit of it. Uh, My husband grew up Mm. non-denominational down in Austin area in Round Rock. And um, so we kind of both grew up in purity culture time Mm. and a lot of that influence. Mm. I definitely had more of the purity culture influence on me, uh, especially as a girl growing up. Mm -hmm. And he, but he still had a lot of that as well. Okay. So we're here today to talk about this subject of the role of women in church and specifically some teaching that has said women should be submissive and silent. Mm -hmm. And that often is not just taught about uh, a woman's role in church, but also in her home Mm -hmm. that she is to play this um, subordinate role that basically is silent and Mm -hmm. always submissive to the point of uh, her husband uh, it's just going to sound terrible saying all this out loud, but it's, it's, it's true that, that the husband, he has this greater spiritual connection to yep. God. Yes. Mm-hmm. He has the greater access. And that even if she were to disagree with him on a matter, she is to be submissive to that because yep. he's the one who's um, the authority, closer to God, the one in charge, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gothard used the picture of the umbrella. And so... Um, we'll talk more about that, but I'm just curious, is that similar to teaching you heard growing up? We'll start with Emily again. 
Um, so like I said, I grew up non-denominational. So that teaching was not prevalent in the church I grew up in. Okay. Um, in my home, it was hammered in. Mm. It was very much um, the role of the husband was it, the be all, the end all. Um, scripture was abused and misinterpreted and misused. Um when I started dating my husband and I saw the church that he was coming from, um, that opened my eyes to Gothard and mm. that belief. And <clears throat> I was shocked and a little appalled and it sent me on this whole lifestyle of like, especially from how I was raised um, and then seeing that, I very much went into a, I am not going to let a man rule over me. Mm. And I went the opposite way. So instead of becoming super submissive, I yeah. became very um, angry, distant, prideful, arrogant, not needing a man kind mm. of way because I did not want to fall back mm. under that abuse from being from my childhood, having it go into my marriage. Mm -hmm. um, my husband is very gentle. He's very kind. Um, he never took on that belief system of Gothard, but it was always a fear of mine because of how yeah. I was raised and how, um, what he was taught in his church. Mm. So, yeah, it it was it made me very distant and fearful of God and churches and I went through a period after I came here where I was like I'm done with church because mm -hmm. it had been such an abusive toxic thing from my home life growing up to um entering some churches in here where I was told literally that I needed to be silent, that my husband needed to ask questions on my behalf. Wow. Um, mm -mm. That does not flow right with my spirit because <clears throat> here's the thing. I love my husband with all my heart, but he does not get in the way of my relationship with God yeah. ever any day. Yeah. At all. He's not the Pope. He's not the Pope. <laughs> He's not the Holy Spirit. No, sir. You don't have to go through him to yes, get to God. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Alexa, did you grow up? hearing some of those same teachings? I did. Um, I wouldn't say from my home as much as just from growing up in, in purity culture and mm. that time. Um, I remember we would have these uh, conferences for like preteens and teenagers come mm. to our church and they would talk about all the purity culture things mm. and like what you are and aren't supposed to do. Right. Um, I just remember lots of being separated out into girls and boys and them telling us really, really harmful things that you take and you believe for a really long time. Um, and I don't know if I'm allowed to mention those things. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, I was even told that, um, rape is not a thing in marriage. Like it mm -hmm. doesn't exist mm -hmm. if you're married. Um, you can't be raped because your mm. body is not your own. And, um, and at the time, you know, my mother, she was like, Oh, I didn't even know you were being taught that. And I was like, well, wow. yeah, I know it. Cause you weren't there. And mm. these are people that you were yeah. supposed to be able to trust. Yeah. Uh, and, but you couldn't. So, um, it's, it was a really sad thing happening at the time. Um, 
but I wouldn't say those were those were the times when it was like directly said. Mm-hmm. But I would say that I heard things more subliminal, subliminal, oh mm. subliminally, yeah. Yeah. and um, <laughs> I could not. I just it just happened over time, right? You just mm-hmm. hear one little mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. Uh, here, and then it sticks with you, and then you hear another thing mm-hmm. to build on top of that, and it sticks with mm-hmm. you. Um, and it's nothing even specific. It's just over time, mm-hmm. just yeah. people saying a joke or people yeah. saying this and that um, makes it. You know, you're you're like, oh, this is how life is. This right. is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Even though you're not directly told. Yeah. All under this umbrella idea that uh, you're supposed to submit to the man yes and whatever he says uh, you have to follow whether it be in the home or whether it be in the church Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and it's funny you know they always say happy wife happy life to the men but at the same time it's like we're the ones as women told if your husband isn't happy you know, mm-hmm. you're doing something wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that yeah. was a big message too. Like you need to make sure that you're doing everything to, to support him, uh, to make sure he gets where he needs to go either, mm-hmm. um, spiritually, like help him with that. Like he's, his spirituality is more important than yours. Um, mm-hmm. whether it's his career or any area of life, yeah. you're supposed Emotionally, to help him get sexually, there. Sexually, yeah. it's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. And if he, the message was basically if if he fails in any one of those areas, it comes down to your fault. You didn't do enough. You didn't. It was yeah. because you weren't pleasing him. Yes, you weren't doing something correctly. In whichever or, area, yeah. um, that it's on you mm-hmm. as a result. And you really feel this pressure on yeah. you to like, oh, you have to be perfect. Mm. You're the one that has to be perfect in the relationship. But then again, you also don't get any of the credit. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Isn't and, that lovely? And ultimately, you don't get any of the freedom. Yes. Yeah. No. No. You, you are under this control. Bondage. Yeah, mm-hmm. and bondage. It's yes. bondage. It's yeah. just, it's so domineering and suffocating mm-hmm. to feel like you cannot go to your pastor, to feel like mm-hmm. you cannot ask questions. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying that we need to go in this disrespectful way about it. But like I was told at a church, um, the Holy Spirit got brought up and was I was told that he's a figure of speech. And I'm like, Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. where does it say that in here? <laughs> like, it's so not like, what can I ask a question? <laughs> and when I started asking questions, um, the elder that was teaching the class was like, you can tell your husband your questions and he can call a meeting with the pastor. And I'm like, oh, wow. No. So you're sitting in a group of people mm-hmm. and you ask that question mm-hmm. and they all hear that I answer. I still get shivers from it. They yeah. all hear oh that answer. Gosh. And wow. I'm like, okay, well, this here's the This is not in California. This is Texas. This is here. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, here's <clears> the <throat> thing. My husband does not get in the way of mm-hmm. my relationship with God mm-hmm. and it should not get in the way of coming and talking to a pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> no matter what gender I am. And the Holy Spirit is not a figure of speech. Yeah. So that's not, that is not what we should be saying in this class. And it was very difficult. And mm. I left that Sunday school class thinking, okay, well, I can't ask questions. Mm. I believe this, that the Holy Spirit is real. He's part of the Trinity. He's part of yeah, God. Right. He is the nature and character God of God in me. Mm-hmm. So, 
I do not understand why you were saying this to me, but I couldn't go to my pastor and ask a question. Right, right. <laughs> so I'm just like, well, I'm just never going back to church. And then my husband's like, oh my, this is not, <laughs> this is not my wife. My wife yeah. is very passionate about God and his word and yeah. the Bible. So something's amiss here. And just I had squashed it. Yeah, it's it squashed it. And I had already been through so much healing and so much um, work in my spirit from other churches in my past. Mm. And then to hear this, I'm like, all right, God, I don't know what to do anymore. Why am I being faced with this again Mm. that I cannot speak? Mm. Like, why, why did you give me this spirit and this passion and this fire in my bones? And then I'm just hearing this over and over and over again. And through it, I, and I may be getting ahead of myself, I realized that God was preparing me for something mm. that I had no idea, which I'll yeah. get to later in the yeah. podcast with yeah. other questions. Yeah. But I was like, I'm not going back to church ever. And we were actually running, this is how we ended up at Vertical. Mm. We were running late to a church that we were gonna go visit. This is 2020, so hardly any churches were open. Mm. And he was mm-hmm. like, let's go to Vertical. And I'm like, no, thank you. That church <laughs> is a little too trendy. I'm not doing it. Wow. And he was like, no, oh, we're gonna man. go, we're gonna go. So he dragged me to church and I'm like, I don't even wanna go. Like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. I can't talk in a church. I can't ask questions. So I might as well just sit at home. Literally, what is the point in church for me? Yeah. Wow. So we went and it was funny because you Alexa, we're singing a song about <laughs> inviting the Holy Spirit into the room. And it was like this three, four minute song where you just were like talking to the Holy Spirit and welcoming him and yeah. bringing him yeah. in. And I was like, this is weird. And <laughs> then you got up and started running around talking, preaching. And I'm like, hmm, I kind of like this a little, little different. bit. <laughs> but I was literally sitting in the pew, like I, my legs were crossed. I'm like, I wow. am not doing this. And slowly through being here, God healed a lot of wounds mm-hmm. of um, praying yep. in front of church, which I was very resistant to. I'm like, no, I am not doing that. I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need to pray. You have elders, get them. There's mm-hmm. a bazillion men here. Mm-hmm. And God kept pushing and pushing and pushing me to start to open my heart to mm-hmm. that again, because it's toxic. Yeah. If you don't have the entire body, which includes women using their gifts, churches die, yep. they die. Right. Yep. God right. did not place women here in the beginning from the garden to just sit around and do nothing mm-hmm. and nope. just have babies. Yeah. It was, we were created to compliment, to help, to serve, to work with, alongside mm-hmm. to be with, a companion, to be a companion. A partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So obviously that produces a lot of harmful stuff inside yeah, you. It did. Yeah. Uh, Alexa, how about you? What What did it produce in you and in in your marriage or even in your view of church? Yeah. So, um, I was I became the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very very submissive, um, hmm. but at the same time in my head I knew I was like, it, I don't want to do this mm. like this is how I'm supposed to be mm. um so but and I was a very big rule follower I did all the right things all the time I never got in trouble growing up or anything like that so I'm naturally a rule follower uh-huh. and want to please people and so um I'm submissive I mm. I don't speak up in church I don't um mm. and the thing is like as somebody of God they they never really put women 
huge amount of limits on women or anything, but I still had that Baptist background too, which did. And so I was always just pulled both ways. And so, um, you know, we go around the circle praying. I would, I wouldn't pray. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, you know, go to the next person because I didn't feel comfortable. There was a lot of men. There was, they were all older than me. Unspoken. <laughs> yeah, well, no. And back then, it was like they would squeeze your hand when they were ready, and then you'd squeeze your oh, hand, their next hand. So okay. I just, you know, yeah. already oh my done. Gosh, how so, funny! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was always Pass. like, <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was me. I never, <clears throat> I never spoke up. Um, in just meetings or any talking with people. If, if men were, if I was going to say something and a man stepped up to say something, Mm -hmm. um, you know, at the same time, I would always back off because Mm. what they had to say was more godly, more important. Um, what do I know? You know, Mm. Uh, just a woman. I'm just a woman. Yes. And to the point where like, I didn't, study anything because I'm told what to believe. Right. It's, it's like, you're telling me how I should be. So why do I need to study for myself? You know, Mm. um, with my husband and this is, this is interesting because I was very submissive at the beginning, uh, for the first really like seven years of our marriage, we've been married 10 now. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would literally ask him like, can I go buy this $5 item at the store? Mm. Um, and he would always be like, why are you asking me that? I'm like, you're the man of the house. Like mm. you, you, you make all the decisions you make. Mm. Uh, you tell me yes or no. Like that's, that's how it is. That's how right. it's supposed to be. Wow. Um, you know, never really growing out of being a little girl, honestly, mm. um, still asking for permission to do everything still, um, seeing, you know, asking if it's okay, that kind of thing. And so letting Aaron make like all of the, all of the life decisions, um, it started to put a lot of pressure on him, Mm -hmm. on me, because I was frustrated because he didn't want to make the decisions. And I Mm -hmm. was constantly having to push him to make all the decisions. And you're the man of the house. You're supposed to do this. Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you like this? Uh, why aren't you, you know, why aren't you being, the spiritual leader of our home. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you doing it? You're, you're not like in my head. And sometimes I was like, I guess he's just not as good of a Christian as I thought. Like, oh. <laughs> he's just not sorry, leading Aaron. us yeah. the right yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but he started feeling the pressure, you mm-hmm. know, big time because he's like, I don't know how to make all these decisions. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do this. Uh, he needed help. Right from me, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Literally, they're supposed put in to be his life for that purpose. Yeah. Yes, and and I wasn't doing it, but I was taught that that's how it was, and so I thought I was going to be doing something wrong mm. by going against that. Yeah. So, um, for the first seven years, it definitely was. I wouldn't say well, like we didn't argue a whole lot there right. or anything like that, but it, there was pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it kept going like that, mm-hmm. you know, 20 years down the road, yeah. things might've exploded. Yeah. You know, It's so fascinating that it, like you pointed out, it produced in you really uh, immaturity and mm-hmm. insecurity because you, yep. you didn't think you could grow. Yeah. So you didn't, but there at the same time, this frustration was boiling yep. inside. Yep. And so, yeah. And I, I it's interesting also to me the two 
different approaches you each yeah. had to that or response you had Opposites. to that. Because yeah. I was angry. I was like, no man is going to dominate me. Right. Like, no, this is not happening. I'm yeah. not going to allow this I would say abuse. That, but <laughs> yeah. No, I was that. You, you felt it, but oh, didn't I, ever say it. Much. I yeah. articulated it. We had arguments. I was very angry, mm. very mm. just... I'm not going to let a man stomp on me anymore. I'm not mm. going to do it. And yeah. that went the polar opposite way yeah. because I had a distrust and just, I don't know, sinfulness about how my husband would approach me, even in any situation. You yeah. know, it was very difficult for me to let go and realize, okay, like a pastor can be trusted. Mm. Mm -hmm. A husband can be trusted. Yeah. Not everybody, not all men are the same or have the same right. view. And that actually, you know, you're talking about wanting Aaron to lead like with Steven, because I was so dominating, he really backed off and mm -hmm. was like, I'm not even, I'm not even gonna go there with him to the point right. where <clears throat> when I was learning how to, <clears throat> sorry, become less controlling, less angry. God grabbed a hold of me and he was like, it's okay. You're okay. Mm. You can have that spirit and that fire in you. You can learn, you can mm. have relationship with me mm -hmm. and you can relax and be at peace with mm -hmm. your husband in mm. your relationship. And like processing through that one day, I was like, okay, and I, when I was in therapy about it, and the therapist was like, just start with something small, something mm. super easy. Mm -hmm. And so after church one day, you know, the kids are always these <laughs> ravenous beasts. Like, I don't know what they do in Sunday school, but they come out like they haven't eaten in a year. Right. Every week. Right. Every week. It's like, Every where week. are we gonna eat? Where are we gonna go? We're starving, we're starving. I'm like, <laughs> I look to my husband and I'm like, where do you wanna go for lunch? And he's like got the steering wheel and he's just looking straight ahead. <laughs> like, oh my God, I'm not used to this. And it was such an eye-opening moment for me how controlling I had become yeah. because I was so afraid of wow. being controlled. Yeah. And it was so, it was such a powerful moment in our mm. family that the van fell silent. Wow. And with five kids after church that are hungry, yeah. It was a moment that I will never, ever, ever forget. And it took him a good wow. five, 10 minutes to figure out where to go to <laughs> eat. And he kept asking, I'm like, wherever you wanna go, wherever you wanna go. And it was a tiny speck of a moment that wow. really helped unravel, mm -hmm. yeah. not just him um, stepping into his role mm -hmm. and becoming who God is growing him to be, but also um, releasing me from all of that fear that I had been under, all of that, mm. even yeah. like I was so afraid to be controlled that mm. I became out of control, trying to control everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it was just this toxic pattern of just. Yeah. So I'm sure in the home, you know, responses to maybe something simple that he asks yes. or says becomes. Yeah. A huge deal. A big deal. A huge deal. It was yeah. like, why are you asking me that? And it would just turn into this huge deal every single time. We've been married almost 18 years mm. and together for 22. And it's like, wow, I wasted so much of that time living under all of this yeah. garbage of yeah. what has been taught and pressed on me. And it was, it was not good. It yeah. was not. And, then, and like you said, in the, in the church environment, then mm -hmm. it puts a, a distrust in, of pastors, right. I'm sure. Oh yeah, and my my home, my church back home, um, 
great pastors, great leadership, never had any of that in the church specifically. It was in my home growing up. And then coming here, when we started looking for other churches, seeing that, and then also too, I saw it in my husband's church, um, but seeing that here and then become going under that in pastors, mm-hmm. I am like, what is going on? This, mm-hmm. and I kept, you know, they kept telling me, this is the Bible, this is the Bible, this is the Bible. Mm-hmm. And because I was <clears throat> spoon fed, most of my faith, most of my life, because right. I went to the same church my whole life. So I never needed to like go and see if what they were saying was true. Right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It was a refining moment. And God's like, I'm going to put you in that pressure cooker and mm. we are going to see what comes out. <laughs> <laughs> and my, oh my, what came out yeah, of came me. Out. The, and <clears throat> not just that, like the spiritual gifts that, I think I always knew I had, but would push them away, mm-hmm. you know, teaching, speaking, mm. praying. Mm. I would just shut them up in a Those box. Those are things you're not supposed to have. I know, yeah. they're not. Don't I'm you know? Not. I'm not yeah. supposed to talk to <laughs> shut them. Shut it down. <laughs> uh, that's just, just so tragic. I mean, you're talking about mm-hmm. half of the percentage of the church yeah. yes. um, being silenced, silenced. Yeah. and not able to use what God has put within them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's that's dangerous. It is. Or if you do use it, you have to fight to use it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. have to you have to push your way through with it mm-hmm. and you know, hear all the negative comments yeah. about it. Right. Like the first few times you asked me to pray in front of church, I'm like, no, bro, <laughs> ain't happening. I'm a sister, not a mister. So no, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> sir. It's not happening. Yeah. And it took you some time and you were probably yeah. thinking, what is wrong What's with right? her? Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> Why is she doing that? I remember mm. Caleb too. Caleb's our worship director mm-hmm. here. And he, y'all wanted me to pray that first Sunday. And he was like texting me. He's like, you're going to do fine. You're going to do fine. I'm like, no, I can't do this. I cannot do this. And he's like, practice with your hairbrush. I'm like, well, that's a little bit sexist. That sounds like Caleb. Why don't I go practice with my hammer, Caleb? Why are you saying hairbrush? Ooh. That's so gendered. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, but see, that oh, you can was... use a mixing spoon if you'd like. Oh, yeah, I know, my right? goodness. <laughs> I'm going to go get my baseball bat. But, um, oh, oh my gosh. Wow. He was, but like, I was so like in this place in my walk of still healing, of still trying to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And God's like, let's go. Like, I'm done waiting. Yeah. This is your gift. This is your call. You need yeah. to do this. And so I got up there knees knocking that first Sunday. Yeah. And that lit that fire in me. I'm like, good. I'm done. I'm hooked. Let's go. It's good. That's awesome. Yeah. So there has been this teaching within the church and I don't want to keep saying Bill Gothard, but I'll say yeah. one more time, Bill Gothard. It's relevant. <clears throat> um, he... He probably more loudly pronounced this idea that there's an umbrella of authority. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you see some passages of scripture that he used to teach this, and not just him, but other churches as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that a wife is supposed to be under the umbrella mm-hmm. of her husband's authority. And if she gets out from under that, that she opens herself up mm. to the realm of Satan. Mm-hmm. And she makes herself vulnerable to more temptation and attacks. Mm. And then the children are supposed to be under her authority and so forth. So um, from where you sit now, what do you see as the dangers in some of that kind of teaching? <laughs> well, it stifles um, a woman in her gifting of mm-hmm. what, 
God has called her to be. Mm-hmm. Um, like in a marriage, husbands and wives need to exhort and refine and build each other up to find the purposes that God has them right. and to use those <clears throat> gifts. I do think, you know, there are, there is levels of authority, you know, we're all under God, right. um, but not authority in the sense <clears throat> of the husband says, you need to do this, you need to wear this, you need to dress like this, this is how our kids are gonna be, all right. that kind of stuff. Right. There is protection when I can go to my husband and say, this situation is going on, like I need your help, I need you mm-hmm. to step in and mm-hmm. go and handle that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that protection, the way Christ loved the church, the way he laid his life down for the church, what it's supposed to be looking like has turned into this domineering, controlling, manipulative, fear-mongering cult and belief system that has completely sent women in fear of needing to be perfect and of Mm -hmm. needing to be quiet and Mm -hmm. to not have a voice or an opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas when you look at Jesus and, you know, literally it says that husbands need to love their wives as Christ loved the church. If you actually stopped and looked at his life, he served alongside women. Right. Mm-hmm. He loved women. He healed women. He valued women. Mm-hmm. He chased after women. Um, he didn't shy away from their hurt or their pain. Mm-hmm. Um, he exhorted women. He used mm-hmm. women to build churches and start churches and yeah. to um, minister to even apostles if yeah. you look at the history, but we're not taught that. No. And all we take are these very few scriptures and the words are misrepresented. They're not studied. They're not understood in their original translation or no. the biblical history Mm-mm. at all. And we just take blank English words yeah. like the word silent. And that has that have also <clears throat> changed over time yes. from when it was written. Yeah. All, even the English words. Yeah. And it's 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 not a healthy environment. Yeah. Yeah, because what you see in, in some of those settings is uh, control is the yeah. word really mm-hmm. that the husband then feels the responsibility of yeah. applying. Yeah. And so then he gets to dictate the number of children, whether yeah. she mm-hmm. agrees or not, mm-hmm. or the way they're going to educate their children, whether she agrees or not, yeah. um, what she should do or not do for work or yep. uh, how she should or should not dress or who she should or should not associate yeah. with uh, with a husband assumes this control over mm-hmm. all of those areas. And then what you find is a, a wife in often those situations who is uh, frustrated and not in agreement yeah, with those decisions, yeah. but feels responsible to have to do them. Yep. Yeah. She's, she is, uh, she lives in this guilt and this frustration, but she interprets all of that as, well, this is now just my Christian calling. It's yeah. just to submit yeah. and, and do what, they want me to do, whether I want to do that or not. Yeah. And like you were saying with um, <clears throat> your husband, he wasn't happy with Aaron. He no. wasn't happy. He was like, I don't know how to do this. Like right. I need help. It, mm-hmm. it, I would gather, it'd be interesting to do like a statistic of like how this is working out well for husbands either, right. because no, that's a right. lot of pressure to put on a man. Exactly. And it's, it's just as much pressure yes. on the man as the woman. Yeah. And I would even beg, to say that it's more. I mean, think yeah. about having to make decisions yeah. not only for your life, but also for the lives of your children and mm-hmm. also your entire your the the life of your wife, like yeah. her whole life and what she's right. supposed to do and everything. Nobody can do that. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you can, that's crazy. But. 
Well, <clears throat> and I think what we've seen over time in history, even with that, with the Gothard movement, is mm-hmm. that it didn't work. No, mm-hmm. it it did not last beyond a generation. Mm-hmm. No, no one came out of it and said, "Hey, this was awesome. This yeah. really worked well." I'm yeah. gonna, I saw it work in my parents, and so I'm going to raise my my family in this exact same way. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. It, yeah. it, it ended yeah. after yeah. one generation. Yeah. Sheila Gregoire of mm-hmm. Bear Marriage, she she likes to say, look at the fruit. Yes. Is it producing good fruit or is yeah. it producing bad fruit? <clears throat> right. So, yeah. yeah so if you're in a situation where the husband is not really happy, mm-hmm. he's doing what he has to do or thinks he's supposed to do, and then the wife is doing what she thinks she's supposed to yeah. do, but she's not happy and they're both frustrated and yeah. they're both really not communicating to one another. They're not yep. open. Um, there's, they're going through the motions. Yeah. They're going through the church motions, the faith motions, the marriage motions, but behind the scenes, they're frustrated and yeah. unhappy. Yeah, That's not working. Nope. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Nope. No, yeah. it's not. So <clears throat> let's talk about scripture then. Mm-hmm. We've talked mm-hmm. about some of the frustrations and, and some of the results of all of this, but what have you both come to see that the Bible actually teaches about women and their role in the home and church. I mean, Jesus, like we said, Jesus loved women. Um, As far as what we were talking about a moment ago earlier, um, that he chose women to be the Mm -hmm. first people to spread the gospel. Um, Two men, Mm -hmm. by the way, and uh, not because that he thought that they would believe them, but because uh, he, because that's who he chose because they didn't yeah. believe them. So, well, <laughs> yeah, he chooses a woman to take mm-hmm. a message back to the disciples yes, that he has yes. been resurrected from the dead. Yep. Yes, yep, he did. Yeah. He chose a woman. He right. chose Mary Magdalene to go mm-hmm. and say, "Our Lord is risen." And yeah. I don't know, like to me <clears throat> personally, when I look at her character, like Jesus knew how much she loved him Mm -hmm. and how much she desired relationship with him and how um, the way she would take that message would probably have been different than if he had asked Peter. Yeah. Yeah. And he used her, God used her in that moment to share a huge life altering, history shattering, world changing, thing Mm -hmm. with people because he knew her spirit and Mm -hmm. he wanted her above anybody else to go and share that immediately. It's like, it's like when you tell your best friend something and you just can't wait Mm. to have them share it and be joyful with you, you know? So I mean, and he had a lot of followers at that point. He could have used anybody and he chose her and it's just such a touching story. Um, to see that relationship that Jesus had with mm-hmm. her specifically, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And whether it's her or whether it's uh, Mary and Martha, yep. uh, sisters to Lazarus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Or if it's the woman at the well, yep. there's so many yes. accounts of Jesus with women. Yeah. And he is, he's revealing deep truth yeah. to them and involving mm-hmm. them in ministry. Yeah. So it kind of flies in the face of some of this teaching that says women are to be silent yeah. in yeah. the church. Yeah. So especially you start moving forward in the New Testament, if we're just talk, talking mm-hmm. New Testament alone, yeah. Um, yeah. you find uh, in Acts that um, as they're attempting to explain what this is, that the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is being given, and yeah. they repeat the prophecy from the Old Testament that said, 
God would pour out his spirit and mm-hmm. your sons and your daughters yeah. shall prophesy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's so, men very and gender women specific. Yeah. <laughs> so, speaking, yeah. Very gender specific. Proclaiming. Yeah. yeah. So Yep. Um, what other what other scriptures for y'all have been um, more illuminating and encouraging toward walking in the freedom of who you are as a woman? <clears throat> that those verses specifically um, where it says, "I will pour out my spirit on all," mm-hmm. um, right. where it talks about different testimonies in the Bible of who God has used um, throughout history also helped um and and just breaking down those very hot bed scriptures Mm -hmm. of women being silent in the church Mm -hmm. and understanding the history of like that church of corinth that paul was speaking to in first corinthians 13 and 14 it was a very chaotic hectic mess that Mm -hmm. he was writing to and Mm -hmm. first he talked about love and gifts. And then he was like, okay, now we need to put a lid on this because Mm. y'all are a hot mess. Mm. And at that time, there was a lot of chaos and a lot of it was being caused by women in the church being promiscuous, you know, just causing chaos. And so Mm -hmm. um, something that a professor of mine told me when we were going through this, I was like, no, you need to speak more on that. Um, I really challenged him. I'm like, no, you can't brush over that with me. I really want to know what you think. And he told us, told me that um, in that passage where Paul was talking about women being silent, he was doing it out of protection because he wanted to distinguish, and this is his opinion, he wanted to distinguish the difference between a Christian woman and the women that were not, that were coming into the church trying to destroy it and mislead it, whether they were Christian or not. Most of them I don't think were, Um, Mm -hmm. but he wanted those women to just simmer down so we can, Mm -hmm. you know, sift out the problem. Mm -hmm. And also too, women hadn't been educated very well up until that point. They had not. They were learning how to learn. They were learning how to learn. They weren't even allowed to learn. They weren't. And if you look up the word of silent in the original um, text, it's a posture of just learning mm-hmm. and just receiving. Mm-hmm. And it's not a derogatory shut up and be silent for the rest of your no. life. It right. was a let us pour into you and um, learn. And also let's just try and make a distinction between the followers of Christ and the problems that were in the church. Yeah, it seems to be far more culturally specific to the moment than Mm -hmm. to a general law applied. Because if you look at other scriptures, they don't fit. The the prophecy that sons and daughters shall prophesy. Yes. uh, The fact that um, uh, Paul goes on later in in 1 Corinthians 11 Mm -hmm. uh, and says, but every woman who prays or prophesies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. here here again is instruction being given for when it happens, yeah. where they're going to be speaking yeah. in a church setting. Yeah. So that doesn't fit. And then you find other references uh, where Paul mm-hmm. greatly 
worked with women mm-hmm. in, in, in ministry. Yeah. <laughs> I had never heard her name before I started digging into all of this. I was wow. like, why have I never heard yeah. the name Priscilla? <laughs> She's so important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you find Paul g- greeting her in Romans 16 yeah. uh, and in his letter, he talks about also Romans 16. He says, I commend you to Phoebe, our sister, who yeah. is a servant mm-hmm. of the yep. church. Yep. Yep. So you find all of these women listed yep. in scripture. Yep. Uh, who had responsibilities. Uh, yeah. There's also in Romans 16, there's there's two names mentioned, uh, Adronicus and Junia. Mm-hmm. And most believe it was probably husband and wife. Yeah. So mm-hmm. here, here again, um, uh, Paul says of them, countrymen and fellow prisoners who are of, the, who are of note among the apostles. So yeah. among leadership, among uh, roles of influence, among speaking, mm-hmm. responsibly within the church, here are women. So that does present some awkwardness of if you believe that this right. this other verse that says women are to be silent in church, if you just interpret that as a law given over all those other things, it causes some problems with these yeah. other passages of scripture. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And that verse in First Corinthians, like it it has its base and it has its place, obviously, because it's in scripture. Mm-hmm. But you can't just pick and choose things out of the Bible. Whether it's take this, one or two verses by itself no, with no meaning, no, no context. Yes. And just say, yep, yeah, well, that's what it says. So. Yes. You have to that's take scripture at its whole and understand mm-hmm. the intent behind it, where it was coming from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not only that, this is something that I am harp on so much. It's my soapbox right now. <laughs> When you're taking a scripture like that and somebody's preaching it at you, teaching you, reading a book on it or whatever, you have to realize that the person that is interpreting that is not the Holy Spirit. Right. And men are fallible. Right. Even very well-intended men who just yep. don't understand, men are fallible. And they. Yeah. you have to get up off your lazy spiritual backside and dig into it yourself. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you're just being spoon fed everything, of course you're gonna believe that. Right. You know, mm-hmm. somebody who has their PhD or their doctor of divinity or whatever comes and says, or this is what it says. Or just because they're called a mister. Or just because <laughs> they're called a mister and they ain't <laughs> I mean, a sister. <laughs> like you're not you, wrong. Can't, yeah. you can't, you can't just believe what you're hearing because men are fallible. It yes. happens. They make mistakes. We, even women, we all make mm-hmm. mistakes. Yeah. So if you hear a teaching and you think, hmm, I'm not so sure about that. Right. It's probably because God's like, go and mm-hmm. do your you search own the scriptures. search, yes. mm-hmm. you know, go mm-hmm. and do it yourself. Don't mm-hmm. just take what some, whether it's Gothard or Luther or Zwingli or any of these guys, any of the reformer, or Calvin, on any given Sunday. or our pastor, yeah. love yep. you. But yep. sometimes yep. I'm don't. like, Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No, really. Yeah. I, I, I don't want anyone taking it just because I say it. Yes. I, I have a role in response to in, in preaching God's word, but every member has a role in going home and searching yes. the scriptures themselves yes. and making application. And, yes. And there have been people who've come to me over time and say, hey, I looked at this. I'm not sure what you said is accurate. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I welcome that. I yeah. welcome the conversation. I don't claim to be. Um, perfect yeah. in, in in my understanding of proclamation. Yeah. So there's a, there's a yeah. need for that. But I, man, I can see from what I'm hearing from you, mm-hmm. uh, from the woman's side, if you have been taught and, and believed yeah. my role is to be silent, then yeah. uh, I might feel uh, something differently or mm-hmm. see it differently, but I can't say anything mm-hmm. is what I'm, I'm hearing you say. Yeah. 
which man, that, yeah. could, that would just be frustrating. It is yeah. frustrating. Yeah. It's very frustrating. I lived a very mm-hmm. frustrated 10 ish years of my life because I'm like, I don't understand why that does not seem right, but I am having to mm-hmm. not say yeah. anything about it. Like, yeah. Yeah. and it was also frustrating for me with God. I got very frustrated with God in part of my walk because I'm like, why did you, like I said earlier, give me the spirit that you gave me mm-hmm. and the passions you gave me and the gifts you've given me mm-hmm. and I can't use them. Yeah, Like I'm a waste of space, basically. I'm a yeah. waste of like, yeah. what? what is the point in this? Right. I'm here to make babies. Yeah, I'm here to make babies <laughs> wow. and I'm here to get married. And like, yeah. I would try Maybe other- Slave to your husband. Yeah, I know. And I would try other things in the church doing different, you know, like helps or whatever, hospitality, which is great. We need that right. administration, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But it wasn't my passion. It was so mm-hmm. like- I don't know, frustrating and just spiritually harmful. And then coming here when I started, you know, when Roseanne, our our, um, women's director asked me to speak at the women's conference, I was like, no, that's all right. I don't have anything good to say. (laughs) Even at the women's conference. Even at the women's conference, I was so beat down about my voice and what God wanted me to use it for and my Mm. spirit. Um, And that was, I think, after I'd gotten up and done, I don't, I think it was after maybe Journey's testimony or maybe the cross heels when I talked about Mm -hmm. my healing. Right. Um, And she asked me to do that. And I was like, "Mm -mm." Mm. no, it was already hard enough for me to get up there with you, but then to do that, I was like, that is, that takes a lot of time applying scripture, studying scripture, learning scripture, digging into scripture. And I have no masters or doctorate or whatever. I just, I am who I am. And Roseanne was very encouraging and Mm -hmm. like, no, you have a lot to say. You have that discernment and that gift and you need to use it. And it was very challenging digging into that. Yeah, yeah. Again, I just it's, it's fascinating to me that response versus Alexa more of well I'm just going to be silent and I'll just mm. I'm just going to stay in my childlike yeah. role yeah becoming just, very just um, spiritually lazy mm. uh, and because you didn't have to you weren't supposed it was it's it's almost appealing for women in a way wow. you know if you don't want the responsibilities on your shoulders, you don't mm-hmm. have to, the man mm-hmm. takes it and you can just live your life and he has to take care of you. That's oh his gosh, job. That makes me boil so, so bad. Mm-hmm. Like hearing because you say that. I know. Evil in both ways. I know. Yeah. You know both right. sides. Like yeah. both sides of our table right now. I am like, oh my gosh, God. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I, I mean, looking back now, I, I, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I've seen it in other women, sadly, you know, yeah. who, who have lived frustrated, angry, distrusting of yeah. all men, mm-hmm. but on the other side have pulled away back into just a little a shell of yes. a person yes. who live insecure and immature and yeah. afraid and uh, pulled away with so much inside to offer, yeah. but feeling like they they can't, yeah. they're not supposed to. Yeah, I still fight that. Wow. A lot. That is fascinating. Still fight it. I mean, We've been really discussing this probably for um, a little over two years now. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
it's still a struggle. It's you have, it's so many years of just Mm -hmm. being told that you're not supposed to, and that Mm -hmm. you can't. And I did go the opposite way of you where I was more submissive, Mm -hmm. still had the questions rolling and and I'm getting going, you know, now, (laughs) but it, it just takes so much. It takes time to just, because you have to, you have to beat back those voices, but it's hard because you always heard those voices of being God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so, I also, it's almost like being a child again of Mm -hmm. like going back, learning all the things that I should have learned as a child Mm -hmm. of how to be a good Christian and and following Jesus and Mm -hmm. and all of these things that I was supposed to be doing and Mm -hmm. taught as a child and never was, never was allowed to or allowed myself to because of what I was also taught. Mm -hmm. And you know how they say like learning something as a child is always easier mm-hmm. than it is when you learn it as an adult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it I'm is. kind of finding that <laughs> now of just yeah. having to rewind and like relearn yeah. everything. So uh, let me, let me cast this off in a different direction to make mm-hmm. sure um, people listening know what we're not saying. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So this could be interpreted by some as, oh, well, this is Christian feminism here. Women, <laughs> rise up, you know, fist in the sky. Let's do this. No. And no. those horrible men. No. Oh, it's no. easy to go down that road. It yes. is. I will, yes. I will admit, you have to stop yourself when you hear all of these, yeah. when your eyes are opened yes. to all of the things that have gone on and you didn't realize it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And your eyes are suddenly open and you start seeing all the things you're like, it, it's very tempting right. to just get really angry and stew in that. Yeah. Um, I had to pull myself back for a moment just mm. because I got, I was getting so angry. Yep. Um, and it's, it's okay to be angry. That's okay. But mm-hmm. you cannot just sit there and stew in that anger forever. You have to put that anger to good use. And here's the thing. The same garbage that you and I have been taught is the same garbage that the men we are married to have been taught. They did not know that either. They listened to a few men, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. it was a dozen, maybe it was a hundred. I don't know. That they were supposed to trust and they followed along because they were told this is what the Bible says. This is, you know, this is what this person says. This is what that person says or whatever. So they were fed the same thing we were. Mm -hmm. So while I spent a lot of time angry. Um, I wasn't angry necessarily because of men saying certain things. Mm -hmm. I was angry because of misrepresentation of the scripture. And here I am learning all this stuff and God's illuminating these things to me. And I'm like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do with this? Because in this culture that we've created as the church, we have gone down and it's like gotten watered down throughout centuries. Mm -hmm. And so how you can stay away from that feminist garbage is to realize that those men have been fed the same funnel. They're in the same boat. Of toxic Kool-Aid that we have. It's just, we were told that same Kool-Aid was drank by both men and women and they believed that they were the authority and we were to play the submissive role. And so to realize that that is garbage across the board is like they were fed that too. Yeah. And they didn't know either. And like I was saying with Aaron earlier, he didn't enjoy that role. No. Like he was not happy either. And you know, as soon as you figure that out, you can work together to to get out of that tangled mess. Yes. Um, and that's what you should do. You should Mm -hmm. work together. Mm -hmm. Um 
even though you know you've always been told not to yeah <laughs> but uh yeah it's it's so sad because they're both sides are hurt yes and, and i don't know which one's more hurt uh they're just hurt in different ways right. different ways yeah right. um but both sides are hurt and yeah. going the feminist route isn't mm. any better no. no it's literally the opposite, the opposite. Which of is this, not that's what we're not helpful. And mm-hmm. this is not helpful because it creates this division. It creates mm-hmm. this line. It creates an animosity and a yep. tension. And yeah. it's yep. just, it's not helpful. It doesn't do anybody any good to yeah. see one above the other ever, ever, mm-hmm. ever, ever. Mm-hmm. So what we need to see is that we are created in the image of God. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. Um, we are all chosen. We are all redeemed. We all have power and authority mm-hmm. in Jesus yep. Christ. We are all yep. covered by the blood of Jesus. These are across the board mm-hmm. and we need all of our gifts. Like you might not want to get up and preach and teach. <laughs> he loves being a pastor. <laughs> yeah. I like preaching and teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, my husband, very quiet, man mm-hmm. loves to serve behind the scenes. You yep. know, my daughter has a gift for worship mm-hmm. and yeah. we need all of it. We yep. need mm-hmm. all of it. Yep. it. You can't- From all sides From too. all sides. Yep. From yeah, all not sides. Not just from one no, type yes. of person. No, exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, mm. <clears throat> so yeah, Heather and I worked through the same thing over the past two to three years mm-hmm. on, you know, disentangling mm-hmm. some of the things that we have believed mm-hmm. yeah. about mm-hmm. the role of, of, the, of the husband and the role of the wife and all of the implications of that from decision-making in yeah. the home yeah. to relational styles to church to affection and sex, all of yeah. that, it just it yeah. plays out in every one of those yeah. roles. Every it's, area. And so it's important to know truth yeah. and and then begin the process of disentangling. Yeah. And yeah. It, that's not, not easy. Yeah. And no. it doesn't happen overnight. No, it does not. It's a process. It is so, a process. I'm curious, how are you doing then in this process of disentangling yourself from things you have believed and heard? Mm-hmm. So my process already started several years ago, like when I said, when we came to this church and I was very standoffish, I was very like, Mm-hmm. Even when you tried to come and introduce yourself to me, I remember. You're like, man, these Californians, what's up with you? Yeah, I know, so rude. He's like, hi, I'm Beth Wright. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sat down. And then again, you approached me. It was in me. a class about spiritual warfare. I even. know, it was. She said, back to me. I know, look I'm at like, me. I'm not yes. talking to him because yeah. I have nothing to offer you. And yeah. And in my arrogance and pride, that was arrogant and prideful. In my arrogance and pride, I'm like, I went to that class because I had already um, done a lot of research and study on spiritual warfare, mm-hmm. more well-versed in it, not mm-hmm. more than you. I'm just saying I was, I, I knew about it. And right. so I went in there thinking, I'm going to see what this Let's guy, see what this poor guy has to Let's offer. see what he is going to say about this. <laughs> Not that I can say anything to him. I'm just curious. And so then I would sit there and I'm like, good point. Good point. And then after you'd be like, I'm Brian. I'm like, goodbye. And I'd leave. And so it took him some time, not knowing me, not knowing who I was to really kind of soften that spirit. But God Mm. with his persistence kept coming and softening me and God telling me it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But I kept him at an arm's length because Mm -hmm. I had already been so spiritually abused in other churches and growing up and I did not need another man to tell me to be quiet. I got the memo, like Mm. I'm done. And so 
Um, my disentanglement came through a lot of therapy, a lot of my own um, spiritual laziness being put out and God lighting a huge fire in me. And then things that had been, I had been super wounded about, you know, not speaking, not praying, not mm. asking questions. Yeah. We then, <clears throat> Pastor Brian and I, um, he would ask questions. He, when you did the one about um, the blessings and mm-hmm. we went through the whole generational curses thing, yeah. that opened up a door. A cra- I cracked the door open and he started asking me questions and I'm like, hmm. well, I read this or this is what I think. <laughs> and so we had a lot of good conversation and that mm-hmm. was another way I started to become disentangled. And then, like I said before, the first time, y'all asked me to pray. I was very resistant. Mm. I was like, nope, nope, nope. And then did it. And then came in, shared journey's testimony with mm-hmm. you. And um, you wanted me to get up and share it. And I was still like, no, nope. wow. like you can do it or whatever. And at the time when we would talk about, or when people get up and share their testimony for baptism, it'd be like this five minute deal. He'd right. ask a few questions, whatever. <laughs> and then I think it was like two nights before it was supposed to happen. You're, you sent me the like sermon thing and you're like, so basically I'm gonna get up and introduce you and give you the mic. And I was like, uh. no, you're not <laughs> like, no. And I sitting there <clears throat> sharing her testimony, I was a little freaked out. I didn't want to dis because of her story. I didn't want to mm-hmm. disrespect yeah. people, certain mm-hmm. people. And the entire room was so silent. Mm -hmm. It was so silent. And I kept thinking in my head, oh man, I'm messing this up. Oh man, I'm screwing this up. No, No, you weren't. Oh man, I am, you know, mocking God. I'm shaming his word, whatever. (laughs) And these lies were going through my head while I'm talking and I get off stage and I'm like, I don't even know what I said. Wow. And Mm -hmm. my husband was like, where did that come from? (laughs) There you go. And that that moment right the Holy there, Spirit I'm not supposed to have. I know, right? <laughs> that Holy Spirit, that's a figure of speech. Um, oh. That moment right there just wow. started really unraveling some things in me. And then, you know, there's a bunch of other things and women's conference. And then I got up and shared my healing process. And then mm. the very last thing that really just God wiped all those wounds away was when our church went to two services mm-hmm. and you asked me to pray, mm-hmm. but you asked me to pray with you and an elder. And I was like, mm. nope. And God is like, what are you doing? Like we've come so far. Mm-hmm. And I think it was then that I kind of shared a little bit with you about being a woman and mm. like, you have an elder, you don't need me to get up and pray. Mm-hmm. And then Jeff Hatton um was like very encouraging mm-hmm. and um, really spoke to my heart. And he also spoke to my heart when at the wedding mm. just recently. Yeah. Um, so God just kept using men, elders and pastors and mm. sending them to me, not knowing my past to help yeah. me unravel all of that. Wow. To so, help heal. Mm-hmm, the help wound. heal those wounds. Mm. So yeah. I'm at a little further end of it. I'm not still necessarily disentangling it. There's a little bit, but not a ton anymore. Like why I'm in seminary. I went in for my master's yeah. in counseling yeah. <clears throat> and then the school merged to become a seminary school. And I'm like, okay, I never saw myself doing this, <laughs> but here I am. Yep. God, you yep. put me here. So yeah. yep. whatever, use me for it's whatever. Good. Yeah. It's good. 
How about you, Alexa? How are you uh, doing in this process? I am still disentangling a lot. Uh, it is. It just takes so long. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I don't even know. Like you, you hear the first thing, right? And then you just start asking questions mm-hmm. at every little intersection. Just, you know, okay, well, then if this is this, then what about this? Mm-hmm. And then what about this? Mm-hmm. And you have to pace yourself. You can't just, oh, let's change it all at one go. Right. You know, you, that's <laughs> burn no, it all down. Not, and, yeah. yeah, no, we don't burn it all down and start over, yeah. over because, you know, I, you know, even with all of this, you know, I still have my faith. Mm-hmm. It's stronger than ever. Yep. Um, and we're going to go off of that. Yeah. You know, we're not burning everything down, starting over. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. we're, there's a lot of people out there today that are like, no, I'm getting rid of it all. Yep. And then if I happen to learn good stuff later, then so be it, yeah. whatever. But you can't, that's not the healthy way to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of the difference between deconstruction yes. and disentangling. Yes. One is burn yes. it all down. Mm-hmm. The other is, no, I'm going to, I'm, I'm keeping the foundation. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. disentangle some deceptions and some lies mm-hmm. that I believed along the way. Yeah. And, and, and build my faith up on right. truth. And so. to that, you can't, you can't erase that anyways, even no. if you tried, like you no. can't, it's still, it's still ingrained in you. It's still a part of you. It's right. still affecting your decisions and your emotions. And not only that, I would not looking back now, um, <clears throat> going through all of that, I would not change it for the world. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it, I would not ever say, I'm just going to get rid of all of this stuff that I have learned and experienced and walked through. Yep. And I'm just going to start yeah. over. I would not do that because it has, set me through a refining fire, a pressure cooker that has created in me something that I never thought would be. Yeah. yeah. So And it has it's what lit the fire. Yeah, it's what lit the yes. fire. Yeah. Exactly. Those yeah. pains and those hurt, they light something in you yeah. and start the process of understanding God and his word more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in turn you you just want to help everybody else get there too. Yeah. Yes. Just like come with me. It's so good on yeah. this other side. Yeah. Like yes. You, you have to know. <laughs> and without it, would we be sitting here talking about this? No. no. Like if I hadn't experienced what I had experienced in the way I had taken this information at the mm-hmm. beginning and you, would we be sitting here talking about this, hoping to encourage not, not just women, but also men yeah, too. We good. wouldn't know how to talk about it. We wouldn't. It. Right. So, Whew. yeah. Well, that kind of leads us to the next question I was thinking is, so what is it you want other women to know today? Mm. The fire has been lit now within you mm-hmm. and you, you want to speak, obviously you're here mm-hmm. and, and have much more to say. So mm-hmm. what is it you want Christian women to know today? Start off with one question, just mm-hmm. one. Uh, that's all it takes because mm-hmm. uh, if you have a question that's been burning in your mind, just mm-hmm. ask yourself, ask somebody here at the church, ask Pastor Brian, yeah. like, ask or, you know, read your Bible. And, you know, the main thing is the Holy Spirit is for you too. Yep. And the Holy Spirit's been given to you for a reason and you have that access mm-hmm. and use it. Um, it's important to use it. Mm. So women, no one should feel afraid to ask no. the question. No, never. No, ever. I still have to tell myself that. I was going to say, no. but you felt that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. But you yeah. shouldn't feel afraid to ask a question. If something isn't sitting right with you, then that's for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you have 
especially a woman's intuition. Like it has been given to us (laughs) for a reason. We have that. Um, And you, you have to start just asking the questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's what I was afraid to do for so long is like, I had all the questions inside. I just, Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to get them out. Um, And it was really just simple. I mean, it took Mm. one book for me to read and then Mm. that was it. Like I was like, (laughs) and just open your eyes, just open your eyes to it. Um, Be open to Mm -hmm. uh, a different point of view than you've always known your entire life. Mm. Um, And I know that can sound scary and dangerous and, and it can be, but we, you know, we love, we love everyone (laughs) here. Like we, we only mean the best. So Yeah. yeah. Okay. What else? What do you want to say to women? I would, you know, ask questions, but don't always believe the first thing that you hear mm. as yeah. rock solid truth. You have Absolutely. to go and talk to God. Mm. Like he is there yep. and willing and wanting and desiring to tell you and um, teach you the things that he are in his word. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that the people we learn from, they are human. They make mistakes. That's another mm, yes. thing. Mm-hmm. Just because somebody's up there screaming from a stage and running around like a chicken with their head cut off. <laughs> Is that how you see me? <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes I'm sitting in church while you get up there and run around with you. I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this. I got to sit still, sit still, sit still. And then I'll get up and pace in the back along the tech booth. <laughs> That's true. I don't know if you ever see me back there, but I'm like, Oh, I can't handle it. And here I am, obedient Alexa. I know, sitting there like that. And I'm back there like, (laughs) Oh, it's so hard. But it's okay to ask a question and then sit and ponder it and wonder and go and actually look it up for yourself. There are so many resources. You don't have to be a theologian or have some kind of crazy double doctorate or whatever to understand. There are so many resources out there like eSword and Mm -hmm. Strong's dictionaries that really break down just the word of, you know, a simple word like Mm -hmm. silent Mm -hmm. can explode Yes. A generation. It can yes. explode a church. It can explode and crush and destroy a woman's belief and their walk mm-hmm. just from a word. Yep. And if you went and took just that word instead of just seeing it as you think it is, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of radical change that can happen when yeah. you actually study. Yeah. yeah. So a woman mm-hmm. should know that she has an identity in Christ apart from her husband and apart from her pastor. It is not from the men in her life. It is also in her. It is. Yeah. That's a sentence. That's just a simple thing. That's a powerful truth. Yeah. Because I'm afraid many women have believed that their identity uh, only exists in connection to their husband. Yeah. And that's so wrong. It's so wrong because our identity is found in Christ and what he did and who he is and Mm -hmm. who he sees us as. Mm -hmm. And um, we are his beloved. We are not, we are not the dirt beneath his shoes. He gave us so many things to not survive this side of heaven, but to Mm -hmm. thrive this side of heaven and Mm -hmm. to bring heaven to earth and bring his kingdom purpose down. And we need to see that in 
in ourselves. You know, somebody once told me that the number one person that you're going to believe is not God. It's not your spouse. It's you. Mm. And if you're sitting there telling yourself, I'm just a woman, I can't mm. preach or teach, you know, cause I had you, I mm. had my husband, I had Caleb, I had these people telling me mm -hmm. like, no, you can do this. Right. And I wasn't because who was I believing? I was believing myself and yeah. nor in God's word does it say that I can't get up and teach or pray or anything mm. like that. So I was believing myself instead of what God had to say about me and mm. what Jesus says about me. So mm -hmm. it's wow. very difficult. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because marriage should be husband and wife, <laughs> both vibrant, alive, yeah. passionate in their faith, yeah. each seeking the Lord, each filled with the Holy Spirit, each mm -hmm. using their gifts, coming together. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of those two yes. as one yeah. mm -hmm. is what the beauty of marriage should be. Yeah. Not yeah. Not one who has dominating control and power yeah. and influence and, rules and over and yeah and and pope like status yes. uh, over another who is just subordinate and, and <laughs> under his submission. Yes. That, well, I'm, why would anybody come to Christianity with no. that yeah, no. view right, right. of marriage? They and that's they're like, oh no. <laughs> that's that's really not what happens with us in Christ. No. Yeah, no. He redeems us. Yes. Seats us with him yes. in heavenly places. Yes. Mm -hmm. Fills us, equips us. Yes. Calls us to pray and believe and act on his promises yep. so that together, one, <laughs> we are co-heirs with Christ within yes. the body, but we are we are one with him. Yes. And that's the beauty of walking with Christ. It, yeah. Right. There is submission to his will. Yes, there is uh, obeying out of love, but I'm not in this place of mm -hmm. uh, a downtrodden slave nope. mm -hmm. under forced control, nope. having to nope. do things I don't want to do, nope. uh, resenting what I'm told to do, unhappy about what I have yeah. to do. Mm -hmm. That's not what I am living out my faith in. No. That's not what we're called to. But sadly, that's how some marriages operate. Yep. Yep. And that is how some people's faith operates. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're doing the things they believe God wants them to do all the while behind the scenes, frustrated, angry, yeah. complaining, yes. guilt ridden. Yeah. Um, there is no life in that in your faith. Yeah. And there's no life in that in a marriage. Yeah. And there's no mm -hmm. life in that in a church. Right. Yeah. And that's like what I said, like, when I was wandering around in ministry at church, I grew up in the church. I've served in basically every aspect. I mean, I was a deaconess. I was um, early childhood development director, did Awana, did helps, did missions, like so many things. But the one thing I hadn't done was what God wanted me to do. Mm. And that was, you know, the gift of preaching and teaching and mm. praying yeah. and um I hadn't been allowed to do it. And so I was just wandering around doing the motions of what a woman should do in a church wow. and in a marriage. And that's yeah. not mm. what he wanted me to do. And so I was miserable and yeah. I was like, "Ugh, I'm just doing what I need to do mm. instead of doing what God purposed me to do. Mm. So. Wow. It's good. Yeah. So what do you say to the woman who is maybe in a marriage or a church mm where there is still this spirit of control mm -hmm. and she might not feel like she has a way out. You do have a way out. Yeah. You really do. Nobody is ever stuck um, forever. There are so many resources, especially in our country. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we're not in 
countries overseas like China or North mm-hmm. Korea or mm-hmm. any Muslim controlled country, we have so many freedoms and resources. Yeah. It's just whether or not you want to get out or not. It's whether mm-hmm. or not you want to grow. Yeah. Um, especially if you're being abused mm-hmm. mentally, spiritually, yes. physically, emotionally, yes. um, you need to get out. You have there. to get out. turn to someone and get out of that situation. Yes. Get out. Jesus yes. wouldn't want you there. God doesn't want you there. Nobody does. Yeah. That's God not, did not make you to no. be just trampled on. Nope. Right. That's not what you're here for. No. Yeah. But there's been teaching over the years yeah. that have said to that woman, well, just yeah. silently serve and submit to your husband <laughs> yes. and perhaps you know, through your good attitude, he'll be one mm. to the Lord. They take some scriptures and, and twist them and to twist mean, it. stay in that abusive situation. <laughs> um, that is your duty to Christ. Yeah. Mm. yeah. What do you say to the woman who's heard that and has believed that? I don't, I'm so sorry that you, like you believe that you don't have to believe that that's not true. None of that is true. Mm -hmm. Um, you, you're beautiful to Christ. Like Mm -hmm. he, he loves you just as much as any, he loves anyone else. Yeah. And you're not less than because Mm -hmm. you're a woman. No period. Mm -hmm. Period. You are not less than because you are a woman. Yeah. You're just as important. Yeah. So a woman that's in a a church environment that is Mm -hmm. controlling, what do you say to her? I have been there and it was awful. It was toxic. It literally pushed me to wanting to walk away from church at all. Not necessarily my faith, Mm -hmm. but just communion with the body at all. It was so horrifically bad. I mean, even my husband was like, this is not my wife. Mm -hmm. Like what is going on? And I'm like, I'm never going back. Um, but there, (laughs) there are amazing churches out there. There are amazing places Mm -hmm. that, will lift you up and build you yeah. up and um, speak life and light and truth into you. Mm-hmm. It starts off with simply getting alone. I mean, for me, it was just getting alone with God and mm-hmm. being in his word and um, yeah, really learning about the character and the virtue of God and mm-hmm. then who God says I am and um, letting him unravel all that hurt and that pain Mm -hmm. and letting him bring people into my life that would speak into my life Mm -hmm. and help all of that heal. Like what I've walked through over the last, I don't know, eight or nine years of really coming out of this. It, it was really painful. Thankfully for me, mine was church based. It wasn't in my marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, And my husband was very understanding and moved with it because he could see that mm-hmm. I had my spirit had been broken. Like mm-hmm. I had such a broken spirit. You that had a husband that cared about you. I had still. a husband that, that cared, helped. and he wow. still does, and he's still he's still untangling all his stuff too mm-hmm. from the past. And so, to be allowed that space to just figure it out was super helpful. But you can't yeah. stay in that. Right. No. That is not the way it's supposed to be yeah. at no. all. Yeah. And you can't change it by like, you can't no. just, Oh, well I'll stay here and just change it. No. Right. That's you're not, you are not going to change people's mind no. about things like that no. as much. And the louder you yell about it, the worse it's going to yeah. get. Yeah. Right. So yeah, especially a lot it's of people a controlling environment too. already. Yes. You're just yeah. going to 
increase the pressure coming down on you. Yeah. And it's going to be even more dangerous for you. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I always would approach it was with aggression and arguing. You know, that's how I grew up was like, Mm. you fight to the death, even if you're wrong, like Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. You just keep fighting, keep going, keep going, keep going. And it's like, that didn't do Mm. any good. It didn't change anybody. It still hasn't. So arguing about it and being aggressive about it is not the right way to go about it either. Mm -hmm. First, you need to pray that God changes your heart and your spirit towards that person Mm -hmm. and that church and that body. Mm -hmm. And then that God would use you or someone else to reveal the error in Mm -hmm. what they're doing and then let it be, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's difficult. Yeah. So what are some books or podcasts that have been helpful for you both? <laughs> I know you've got a list. Go ahead, let's, let's, do, let's do this. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Give me one moment. All right. Because there are some great books and there's some great resources today. Yes. Yes. Not like uh, even 10, 15 years ago. It's, it's right. much yeah. more than what used to be. So that's, yeah. that's good. Yeah. And let me just back up real quick to that last question. If you are being abused, you really need to get out. Yes. Like, right call away. our church, come yep. by the yes. office. Yep. I'll sit Separate with you. Yourself. Separate yourself. Mm-hmm. Just, it's not yeah. okay. It's Correct. not okay. And that's not who Jesus is. That's not who God is. I cannot mm-hmm. say that enough. Mm-hmm. I cannot say that enough. This, mm-hmm. like, Jesus came to set captives free. He yep. was a mm-hmm. bondage breaker. He yep. came to, he, when he died on the cross, he bore all that sin mm-hmm. and that shame. We cannot walk in guilt and shame mm-hmm. in any aspect of mm-hmm. our lives, even when we have sinned. Like, yeah, repent of it and yep. walk free, yep. like repent of it and move on. You cannot, yep. you cannot live even after you realize like, wow, I've believed X, Y, and Z my whole life. I've mm-hmm. been raised in the church. Oh my yeah. gosh, shame on me, shame on me. No, knock yep. it off. Yeah. Stop yep. saying Stop. that. Yeah. That Just, shame is gonna keep you in more bondage. You move yes. from the realization, illumination, okay, that was wrong into now shame and bondage and yep you know, guilt or whatever. You yeah. can't do that. You have to move That's on and figure out what's right. exchanging one evil for another. Yes. Yeah, because the spirit <clears throat> will never keep repeating the sin that's in you no. and keep bringing it back up no. to right. your attention. No. That is the enemy who does that. Yes. The spirit of God points to Jesus yes. and his death and resurrection yes. and your freedom. Yeah. He'll yes. always do that. Yes. I, for many years, I, I believe that the Holy Spirit's only role was to just keep poking out all and yes. pointing out all the sin no. in my yes. life. No, and no, so, no. I didn't even like it when he was mentioned much because <laughs> yeah. he's was scary to, like that. He was, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was just coming to point he, out all the bad things the in my Spirit life. The Holy Spirit is not a scary thing. It's a no. beautiful thing. It exactly. is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And he is there <clears throat> to grow and change us. And he's the comforter and the helper and yeah. all of those things. Yeah. He's not this evil, scary monster that lives inside of you that's just there to like guilt you every yeah. day of your life. And like when I started coming out of this, you know, the things that I haven't taught and learned and believed that were ingrained in me, I had agreed with mm. and that had become part of my life. And while I didn't know it was ignorance mm. in, on my part, yeah. I still went to the Lord and was like, God, I repent of mm. any wrong belief that I have mm. ever believed about your word. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Even though I had no idea, I know that I came into agreement with m- misrepresentation of the scripture yeah. and I don't want it anymore. And yeah. I, I, come against it and yep. Lord reveal to me your truth now. Yep. And these agreements I am mm-hmm. done with and they are canceled by the blood of Jesus and mm-hmm. I am walking free from that. Yeah, so you have to take those baby steps and yep. God will reveal to yeah. you through steps. the Holy Spirit. That's yeah. the key. <laughs> it's good. I, I, I will say also that um, if you're in a, 
a situation, an abusive situation mm-hmm. like that. Um, we said get space because one of the things when you are in that situation, I understand that like you're going to be bombarded by yeah. the people around you, whether it's your husband or your, or, or your wife, if you're yeah. in that yep. situation too, um, or the leaders and your church, you, the more you even ask a question, a simple question, you're, you're going to get, mm-hmm. you know, pushed back mm-hmm. from that. And it, they're going to hit you harder and harder and harder mm-hmm. the more you ask. So it can be overwhelming. So, don't ask the questions in that case, except for yourself, get away. You've got to get away, separate yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, even if, you know, do not go to church for the next two weeks just to get a clear head space to understand, like you got to get away from that before you can even think clearly. Yes, you do. You have to quiet the noise and Mm -hmm. silence all that chaos on the outside of you. Cause here's the thing, the silence or the chaos that's ensuing all around you and in understanding this is not in you, like Jesus mm-hmm. left you his peace mm-hmm. and that chaos outside can be silenced and it can be mm-hmm. quieted if you learn how to just go deep with God and just sit in that peace mm-hmm. just for a minute and mm-hmm. realize, wow, that chaos is all around me. It's not in me and right. I am going to take this one day at mm-hmm. a time to yeah. come out of that. Mm-hmm. And that's what, when I started this, I don't even remember who, I think it wasn't a aunt or maybe it's a therapist, but she gave me this book, The Christian Woman Set Free. Oh, it's so mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. It's in my bag. Show it to the yeah, camera. Yeah. By, yes. By Gene yes. Edwards. That's right. Gene like, Edwards. Yes. It is so, I what love it. What is the it? subtitle on it? I, women. Um, women oh, free so from second class citizenship in the kingdom of God. Amazing. It yeah. is. And it's written by a man and yep. it talks about how men messed up a little bit along the road down (laughs) 2000 years of whether they meant it or not, whether they meant it or not. And it just, I mean, I have my book just like, it's just so dog-eared. And it's not a brand new book either. This has been around for a while. Yeah, that one's popular, but it's, very good. It needs good. to be. It needs to be. It yeah. needs to be very popular. It's well, it's copyrighted it's in 2005. A yeah. good um, gateway book. It is yeah. a good <laughs> gateway book. <but laughs> there you go. Like we were saying, don't don't hold on to the anger. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, don't yes. hold on to the anger because some of these things, when you read some of the quotes from there's, different yeah. famous men, all at the beginning of the book, all there's at the quotes, beginning of the book, quotes, there's tons of quotes. Just let it kind of sink in and realize that these men were humans. Mm -hmm. They were human Mm -hmm. and give grace and Mm -hmm. nobody is perfect. And Mm -hmm. don't let that anger take root inside of you because Mm -hmm. you're already dealing with anger about um, the things you've lived through. So just realize, okay, these were the errors and now we're going to learn where the truth comes from. So when you take, when you read through this, just, just realize that no one is perfect and that you are on this path for a reason to mm-hmm. learn and to grow and to not be stuck in anger and bitterness for the yeah. things that have been said to you in your life. And and just a warning for several of these books, especially that one, mm-hmm. like you will feel anger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You will mm-hmm. feel it. Mm-hmm. You just can't let yourself sit in that anger. I remember, I remember starting this book and I was like laying in bed and I'm like, Like, yes, like this no, is where it's no, from. <laughs> what? 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 I mean, I mean, just these, like, from Socrates, just read a few of them. They have to know. Yeah. Okay, so one of them is 
Praise, uh, no, that's a, not it. Okay, from Aristotle. The courage of a man is shown in his ability to command. The courage of a woman is found in obeying. That was said by Aristotle. And that's one of the more tame ones, yeah. I think. Yeah. By all means, get married. If you get a good wife, you will be happy. If you get a bad wife, you will become a philosopher, Socrates. Mm. Mm. Women are those who fell prey to their irrational emotional (laughs) side and are therefore incapable of reason and making rational choices. I believe this for so long. Oh yeah. Moreover, as irrational beings, women may not always know what they really want. And so it is the man's domain to decide for them. And that was Plato. Yeah, all um, these people we know up, like yeah. these are household yeah. names. Yes, and then um, go ahead and move into church leaders. Yeah, women. Uh, woman is a temple built over a sewer. Mm. It is contrary to the order of nature <laughs> <laughs> and of the law for women to speak in gathering. And that was Saint Jerome. Uh, let me see, Augustine. Uh, by herself, woman is not of the image of God. <laughs> the man, on the other hand, alone is the image of God. Oof. That well, right there, that one got me. It's too much. Um, I'm not familiar with those two guys. Pope, Pope. Innocence the Third. The wickedness of a woman is greater than all other wickedness. A dragon is more curable than the familiarity of a woman. Avoid them like a poisonous animal. Yeah, we're poisonous animals for sure. Last one. This one might. This one might mm. create a little bit of disturbance mm. in the forest. But there is no. Uh, there is no gown or garment. There is no gown or garment that worse becomes a woman than when she would be wise, and that was mm. Martin Luther. Yep, Martin Luther. One That's, more. That hurts. All women are born that they may acknowledge themselves as inferior to male. And that was Calvin. Why we're born. Let me read that again. All women are born that they may acknowledge themselves as inferior to the male. And that was Calvin. King James, to make women learned and to make a fox tame work work out to the same end. Educating a woman or a fox or a fox simply makes them more cunning. So, so that's why they ooh, want to keep us down. That right? was King James. Yes. Yeah. This is why they want to keep us down. And it's, mm. Um, mm. this is by the author. I'll read this to close out those um, yeah. quotes. The quotes, which you have just read may cause a reaction in you. Nevertheless, these words did not move me to write this book, but the quote on the next page did. In fact, having heard the next statement, I went home and started this book, Jean Edwards. And the statement was, Um, you would not let an 11 year old child stand up in a meeting and talk. Then why would you allow a woman to speak in a meeting? A statement made by a Christian conference in, uh, in a Christian conference in the 21st century. So these quotes are very hard to hear and they are by very prominent reformers, theologians, um, men that I am grateful gave us the ability to have the written word, um, Mm -hmm. without their bravery and to go and challenge the Catholic church and the hierarchy that was established. Then we would probably not have the Bible in our language or in our hands. Mm -hmm. So I am very thankful for those men. It just got their opinion, got overshadowed the work of the Bible and the work that they originally intended to do. So just be very Mm. careful. That's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, Alexa's got a bag full of yep. books. Um, hold on, I got to start correctly. So <laughs> the one that introduced me to this entire world of thinking freely for mm. myself was um, you told me about first. Mm-hmm. It's the Great Sex Rescue by mm-hmm. Sheila Gregoire mm-hmm. and her daughter and um, um, Joanna. Uh, I'm not going to say her last name mm. correctly. Sawatsky. Uh, they are amazing. This was my gateway book to everything. Uh, I would recommend reading it with your spouse yep. uh, chapter by chapter, mm-hmm. especially if you've been in purity culture at all, or um, even the Gothard times yep. and that kind of thing. Yep. Uh, it will, <laughs> it will explain a lot yep. of why you feel the way you feel mm-hmm. and why you believe the things that you do. Yep. Um, so that was gateway yep. book right there. Yep. Opened um, up so many conversations for that Heather one and I, I just started. Yes. You just started this one. It's so amazing. So yes. And then I have, you know, same one. Christian Mm -hmm. women's, that was my second one. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) Okay. We're getting a little deeper now, (laughs) you know? Um, Let's see. I started, this is a, this is a series of, I think four books. There might be more now. I, I know four. Mm-hmm. This is the first one, and I am almost finished with the first one. It's untwisting scriptures that were used to tie you up, gag you, and tangle your mind mm-hmm. by Rebecca Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, the first one especially, is really for men and women. Yep. Um, easily, yep. it's right. talking about giving up your rights and then about um, bitterness. Yep. So, and how those scriptures were twisted up. And based largely on some of Gothard's teachings. Now you don't have to ever been to a a Gothard seminar to have read this book. (laughs) Right. You'll recognize the the things that are said in it and it'll, it will free you. It is, it is a disentangling series that I'm, Heather and I are working through as well. And yes. they're easy reads. Yeah. They're so yes. easy. Lots of scripture. Yes. Uh-huh. Lots of clarity. These are, these are all very scripture based. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, and then the Great Sex Rescue, that one, they did a 20,000 woman study. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was um, cool. Which was mostly evangelical women. Mm-hmm. And they uh, also recently did another large study. I can't remember. I think it was maybe 7,000 women for their new book, which I'll show you in a minute. But let's see. So uh, their new book is She Deserves Better. This is also by Sheila Gregor. Mm. Um, I haven't finished it all the way yet. It's a, another study, it goes deeper into mm. everything. It's basically, uh, they're, they're saying they wrote this book so that the great sex rescue won't be needed anymore. This yeah. is how you raise your daughter. Yes. How do you raise your daughter in a world, in a mm. culture, in a Christian culture that, taught you these things mm. and you have to disentangle it. And, and then, okay, so now you've disentangled it. Yep. What do I say to my daughter now? Yeah. Like, how do I teach that? Yeah. Because <clears throat> you only know how you've been taught. So yeah. they explain all of that in here. Um, also by Sheila and her team, good girls guide to great sex and mm-hmm. good guys guide to great sex. Yep. Um, this is great for, um, she rewrote this one. Don't get the old version. She mm. rewrote the new version of the good girls guide and then added the good guys guide. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's great for like Mm pre-marriage, right? So, um, you have questions about marriage and it's going to set you on the right path. Mm -hmm. Um, it's true. So good stuff. Yes. A, another one that doesn't have to do exactly what we've been 
talking about, but I told you about this mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um, you've been talking about shame-based mm-hmm. um, spirituality. Right. This talks about shame-based. It's called Attached to God by Crispin Mayfield. Mm. And it talks about shame-based, anxiety-based and Ugh. shut down. Um, so those are all three, the three styles yeah. that he talks about yeah. and goes- Trauma responses. Trauma yeah. responses, mm. exactly. Yeah. So um, especially the, I would say the first half of this book is extremely, extremely good. Um, you're just like, oh, that's yeah. what happened that to me. That's why yeah. I am the way I am. That's yeah. why I relate to God the way mm. I do. Yep. And that's why I never feel as close to him as I should. Yeah. And wow. he even gives you like exercises that you can do mm. to um, like, combat those styles of, mm-hmm. of relating mm-hmm. and teach yourself new ways. Um, is it written from a Christian perspective or? It is. Okay. Yeah, cool. it is. All right. Um, I would say it's, we, we are mostly conservative views over here. It has a little bit of liberalized views in okay. it um, towards the end, but okay. the material is still amazing. So yeah. the material of what it's about. Yeah. So yeah. Um, my last one is, um, the Bible versus biblical womanhood, mm. how God's word consistently affirms gender equality. And this is by Philip Payne. Mm. Um, it's a brand new book that just came out a couple months ago. And he goes step by step, verse by verse, tells you like from Genesis to the end and takes all of the verses that were twisted around to say, women, you are under man. You Mm. are not allowed to do this. You're Mm -hmm. not allowed to do that. He has studied Greek for over 50 years and he goes back to the original Greek and um, basically retranslates it, like translates it word for word and tells you like, oh, even, um, you know, Christ is the head of the church and mm-hmm. a husband is the head of the wife. Yeah. Um, head didn't mean domination. And domination. Yeah. It meant, he <clears throat> said it actually meant um, head as like the, the head of a river mm-hmm. is what they were actually talking about. It, think about it back yeah. then they use nature yeah. a lot to describe yeah, sure, things. So sure. head of a river would have made sense. And what, and so it's better translated as source uh-huh. instead of authority. Yes. Um, I like so, that which <laughs> makes a lot more sense when mm-hmm. you think about it. Yeah. Christ is the source of the church. Wow. Husband's the source of wow. the yeah. wife, yeah. Yeah. which we were taken from the rib to be wow. an yeah. equal partner and a companion. Ooh. Yeah. That changes so much. Um, yes, it does. Just one simple, just one, one simple word. word. Like yep. I, we keep saying, Look at the yeah. word. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not hard to yeah. look it so up. He goes step by step. All of Great. the uh, verses that you have a question about is in there. Yeah. Wow. Um, the last With cultural thing. settings as well. He's yes. interpreting it based oh, on yeah. the culture and at the time. I even read like there's there's parts where he's like, I struggled with this verse so many mm. years and uh, he goes, I tried to translate it this way and try to mm. make it work. And mm-hmm. I tried to translate it this way and make it work and it just didn't work. And then he tells finally how he came, uh, he made peace and and um, what the final result was and wow. stuff. And so mm-hmm. he tells you all his struggles throughout yeah. and everything. Yeah. So, you know, it's you're good. like, you're not just listening to a guy who's like, oh, I <laughs> think it's this. He's yeah. like really dug into it. Yeah. So the it's last good. thing uh, I follow, Sheila Gregoire, mm-hmm. uh, her podcast is called Bear Marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, they they talk about all things marriage, mm-hmm. all things marriage. And mm-hmm. def- her daughter is my age. Mm-hmm. She's grew up in purity culture, all of that. So she's mm-hmm. on there a lot. They interview a lot of different people. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's great. So. It's good. 
Thanks for that list. Yeah. You got any others, Emily? No, she covered them all. All right. <laughs> and obviously the Bible. Yes. Obviously yes. <laughs> the Bible. Yes. Obviously yeah. the Bible. Always yeah. go back to that. And there are so many sources to be able to understand God's word. Like mm-hmm. you were saying, um, just breaking down and understanding the Hebrew text or the mm-hmm. history of it is yeah. so important. Yeah. That one word, women being silent, has mm. just harmed the ministry and the body of Christ and mm. the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. And everything that God intended for life and humanity, Mm. I mean, it just one word has caused a ripple effect of destruction Mm -hmm. for generations and so many strongholds Mm. to be Mm. built inside of ourselves and inside of the church. And it's, it's time that people start women and men, but we're talking about women today that you start taking responsibility for your walk with Christ. It is yours. You are not going to stand before God someday and be like, well, my husband said, you can't do that. I'm (laughs) sorry, but I I did what he said. Like, I didn't know I could do this. Like, no, your Mm. responsibility is before God and you have to start taking ownership of that. Yeah. We are all accountable to the Lord mm. in the end for how we used our time here. Yeah. And mm. honestly, <clears throat> I lived like a miserable saint for so many years and I'm not doing it anymore. I'm yeah. just not. It's yeah. so, it's deafening, it's harmful and it's crippling. And it, it, doesn't just affect me, it affects my kids, it affects mm-hmm. future generations, it affects my community mm-hmm. and it affects our purpose here, this side of heaven, you know? So yeah. you've got to stop the laziness and stop just living in fear and repent of it and say, Lord, I'm not going to live in this. I'm not yeah. going to walk in this anymore. Right. I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to start walking in what you did for me and doing the work, doing the research from different authors to the word of God. And then just sit with the Holy spirit and ask, cause he will give you what you, Mm. what you ask. If you want Lord, give me knowledge in the word silent or the word authority, Mm -hmm. he will give it to you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he will. If you go with a contrite heart and a willingness and an openness to learn, he will give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. You're right. It is, it is the time for the, the giants to be slain. Yeah. Yeah. It's time for women to, and men to stand in the truth that Paul said, Galatians 3, 28, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female for you are all one in Christ Jesus. That's right. That says it right there. Amen. 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 So um, it's our passion here at Vertical to help all stand in that truth. Understand who they are in Christ. Grow in that, flourish in that. You have far more that God wants to do in your Mm -hmm. life than you even understand or know today. Yes. So stand up into all of that. Find all of that. We want to help you with that. So thank you, Emily. Yes. Thank you, Alexa. Of course. Love this today. I hope it's been helpful for those who are listening and it's our desire for you to be free. I'm sure um, we would love to hear your comments, thoughts. If you want to post those Mm -hmm. uh, questions you might have, feel free to get in touch with us. Come visit us at the church, Ovilla. And uh, you'll meet these two ladies and and many, many others. So thank you again for your time today. We'll keep lifting them up and living them out.